Hi, my name is Greg McNeil. I'm the founder of Cover Two Resources, a nonprofit organization founded in memory of my son, Sam, who died of a heroin overdose in October. Our mission is to provide education, support, and advocacy for those affected by the growing opioid epidemic in our country. I'd like to welcome you to this Cover Two Resources podcast. This is an ongoing audio series in which we interview people who are making a difference in the fight against opioid addiction. Our goal here is to raise awareness and connect users and their families with resources to fight opioid addiction. I'm Greg McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources. On today's episode, I'll be talking with Chico Lewis and Roger Lowe, who work with the Needle Exchange Truck for the Cleveland Clinic, located in Cleveland, Ohio. During this interview, you'll get to hear from people who are exchanging their needles and receiving bags of supplies to use safely. This is a live recording, and at times you may hear vehicles passing by, and we really wanted to capture what it's like to witness the Needle Exchange Program in action. This interview was conducted just prior to Memorial Day holiday weekend, and it'll be broken into two parts. This is part one. Hi, this is Greg McNeil, founder of Cover Two Resources, and I'm here with Chico Lewis. Chico is on the front lines of the Needle Exchange Program. Chico, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing this? Um, 20 years now. 20 years you've yes. been on the truck. Been on the truck. Unbelievable. You've seen a lot in that time. I've seen a lot at that time. I've met a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of young people die of overdoses. And I've helped a lot of people, and there's a lot of success stories behind this program here. Um, coming out here and being a part of Needle Exchange, I was more like everybody else. I was like, huh, that's enabling drug users. I don't want to do nothing like that. I don't want no job like that. And then when they broke it down and explained it to me, um, uh, the purpose of being out here is to help stop the spread of HIV. And once I got educated about this program and the proper training, then it was more understandable. Then the more I got into it, the more easier it was to help clients and maneuver with clients to get like in um, recovery. It's not like we try to force on them as soon as they come up, so hey man, you need to go to recovery, hey man. It's a slow process. Yeah, so you've seen a lot of, uh, of your clients make it to that point where they made that decision to take that step into recovery? Yes. That's gotta be rewarding. Oh, it's very rewarding. We have numerous of clients the older clients, like my age, your age. We have a lot of older clients that Vietnam vets and everything say, hey man, if this program would have been around back then, maybe my aunt, my sister, my brother, my father would still be alive because of the disease of hepatitis. Now they're talking about hepatitis. They're not talking about HIV. Interesting. Yeah, very So hepatitis is yeah. far worse in, in, in terms of the lives that it's taking? Yes, it is. In, ter in terms of numbers, I yeah. guess. Yeah. In terms of the, the uh, one of the worst diseases that you can get besides HIV, hepatitis is the one. Um, I talked to a lot of older IV drug users back then that 
numerous of people have gone because of hepatitis. We have a nurse um, that bees out here on our part of me and Roger Stout. Oh. That she helps out tremendously. She helped explain uh, a lot of things to our clients that they just quite can't understand medically. Yeah, can you but give me a couple of examples? A couple of, that? of examples yeah. is angles of how to use a syringe right, when and not to go in certain areas that look affected or look bad, or, you know, she, she explains all that to them. When she's talking medically, she tell them if the situation's worsening, you're infected, you need to quit going in this area, it's a possibility you can get, lose this, it can probably go to your heart, probably kill you, you know, when she explains situations like that, some people's ears open up. They take heed. Listen. But the blessing of all is me and Roger. We, have, we work for one of the best treatment facilities there is. That's my brother. Huh? It's Matt Talbot in. And okay. Matt Talbot is we help a lot of our clients get into Matt Talbot. Okay. You know, so where's Matt Talbert? It's out in Farmerdale now. Okay. It used to be over here on West 14th and Tremont. Okay. Yeah. But full it's service recovery? Um, Matt Salvers have the full service. Inpatient treatment, 30, 90. It used to be 30, 60, 90. Now it's 30, 45, 60. Possibility to get ready to change back to 90. It's out in the old Farmerdale facility out in Farmerdale. Okay. That's uh, where we at now. So it's inpatient. It's inpatient. Okay. So it's post detox. Right. Post detox. Not, not detox. Right. Just, Just treat inpatient treatment. Right. We what we do, we have a direct resource from Stella Maris. We work together with the detox clients. Uh, Stella Maris is the detox. It's the detox. Okay. Rosary Hall is the other detox. Mm -hmm. We work with all, but mainly Rosary Hall, Stella Maris, and um, Harvard Life. Okay, so let's get back to your clients. Mm -hmm. We you just opened up. We were here for open up opening up. Well, we turned on the mic, and I saw the interaction between you and your clients. Right. I I think you probably had I don't know twenty or so that came up, and out of those twenty, I'll bet eighteen you were on a first name basis with. Oh yeah. Well, it's just me that the communication and the relationship that we have is so great. We do not make nobody feel alone or they not want it. Mm -hmm. We do not do that. We build trust with them. We build trust to make a friendship with them mm -hmm. so they can feel wanted and be a part of. So the whole object is, is to build a relationship so we can get the client to the point that he can get some type of help. As part of the exchange program, Chico and Roger hand out supply bags that contain cotton balls, alcohol prep pads, a steel cooker, band-aids, a bottle of water, a bottle of bleach used to clean the needles that are going to be exchanged, and instructions on cleaning, as well as information on how to reduce the risk of dying from a fentanyl overdose. Okay, so let's talk about the services that you offer. It's not just needle exchange. We've been talking a little bit about, of course, you refer people out, and but other than needles, what do you provide for them? Uh, needles and, I guess, and, of course, information. What are the other things that you provide well, for we them? we provide safe sex. We also talk about um, the great things that we do. We have now that free clinic have a clinic for smaller infants here. 
they see them at our clinic now as services. So, what's what's the need there? What are they what are they going? Doctors, after? regular doctors. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's like a clinic just regular. Now. Yeah, right. Okay, right. okay gotcha. You know, we have that, and a lot of people don't know about that, and they ask questions, and they find out, and they get so excited because you can see a lot of females and young females have to catch the bus and ride the bus, roll way over here to see care for their infant and their baby because they had the baby at Metro. But they live over there by the free clinic off 122nd Euclid. Which they can actually take their child there and get that type of service. Okay. You know, and they didn't know that. You know, uh, take for instance our dental department does such a great job. Uh, when we were free, we used to do all our services free. Hmm. You know, partials, caps, uh, root canals, all this these things that we used to do and the services that we had provided for the free clinic, we had gave to them brochures and the class act, Chico, you mean if I go and my two front teeth is out, it's a possibility that I will get them fixed? I said, yeah. Hmm. And just to see the smile on that guy come back about like four or five months later, look! Yeah. His teeth are in his mouth. See, that's the thing that I love about this job. That's one of the things that kept me out of here. Really, reason why? I experienced being that. Good job, good family, wife, attorney, kids, all this, all these things. I experienced that loneliness that these people just coming to this van with. I was wondering and questioning myself, how did I get like this? I had a good job, I was raised right and all this. It wasn't that. So describe further, what do you mean by the loneliness? The loneliness and the feeling. Most of the time a person that uses drugs, there's something that's going on with them and they're not sharing. And they don't want to talk about it. So what makes them feel better is leaning towards alcohol or the drugs. And actually, what it was, when I was nine years old, my mother passed and I had a resentment towards God. Mm. That was a block. Mm. Anything spiritual, I don't want to hear. But I will call on God when I get in trouble. But other than that, I want to have nothing to do with God. He took my best friend, he took my mother away from me. I don't want to deal with it. Huh. What were you addicted to? I was addicted to crack cocaine. But I used to use heroin in the 70s. In the 70s? Yeah. Huh. So, that had to be some really potent stuff. Well, Describe yeah. it to then versus now. Oh, What's well, the difference? Today, I always tell the client, this is what made me did not get addicted to heroin. You didn't get addicted. You I used, did, how I long did used you use it, for? I used, I used for about a while. I used heroin recreation for about almost two years. And you never got addicted? Never got addicted. Huh. I, I swear to you. Why is that? Never felt dope sick or none of that because, I don't know, I guess I wasn't doing it enough like that. I was just huh. like a spare of a moment, a one-on-one here, or, you know, mm. not like a constantly like going to the store like I would buy beer. Okay, so it was infrequent, right. your use. Right. Okay. Hi. Hi. I'm sick. Uh, first initial? My first initial, H. You've been there before, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Last for yourself. O two three one. How you doing today, sweetie? All right, how are you? Uh, I'm making it. How many you got? Six. Okay. 
Today we're giving out the overdose kit. We're asking everybody to get it before the holiday come in, just in case. Okay. Um, it's upstairs. It's free for the taking. And you want to be safe. You want to be alert. Yeah, I have one. Okay. He has, and he has two of them. Oh, okay, great. As <laughs> long as you stopped up, what's the zip code? Um, 44102. Because I've had clients that had two or three like y'all did. And said so they come back and say, hey, man, I had to use all three of them over the weekend. Three? Yeah. Wow. For well, one time or through the course of the weekend? Through, through the course of the weekend. Okay. I just yeah. had a client that somebody died because somebody wouldn't come upstairs in the apartment to get her. What size? Um, the longer one. The 28? Yeah. Wouldn't come upstairs yeah. to get her and, and, she, and the girl was up there all day and she had to get downstairs. Oh, God. And they didn't go come down to get her. That's the put her outside the door and left her body in the hallway. Oh my, oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was terrible. <laughs> Just found that out yesterday. First initial. Last four. My social? Yes. You been there before? Yeah. Okay. So that's why I say it's always good for you guys to have plenty, man. Not that I'm picking with you or anything. I want you to be safe until you get to the point that you want to quit. And we can help you. Alright? And um, we're here tomorrow, but we're not here on the holiday. So, look, matter of fact, just in case you think you're going to make it back tomorrow or not. Mm, I don't. Yeah. I want to make sure y'all have enough. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's the holiday, we normally give you extra anyway. What's the zip code? And what size? What size size? Yeah. And these yeah. are bad. Yeah. Yeah, these are little, these are not our normal bags. I'm sorry about that. In that box, could I have some of them plastic bags? Oh, sure. Some of these? Yeah, I mean, how many? That's good. That's good? That's enough? Okay. Yeah. So you guys, let me take a look at what we've got here. You can take one in them with you. Okay. Uh, let me get you some alcohol, Pat. Oh, good. Definitely. Thank you. And you guys be safe, now. Okay. And whenever you need to help, I got a good detox program that's going on. The shot, the open block shot. It's best that you take it. Here. We give it to you. Oh, uh, Vivitrol? Yeah, at Southwest General Hospital, they're taking um, the average insurance. They're trying to reach out and help everybody. Okay. So you can go there, and they can hook you up real quick. And that's the reason why I said take the shot. It's better to probably take the shot and then plan with that suboxone. That blocks you for 30 days, and every month you get that shot. Okay. All right? Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a good holiday. You too. So that's that's what I that's how that's exactly how you have to reach out there and make them understand this. Yeah, subtly. Subtly. Just you know, so many beautiful people, so many beautiful kids that you watch time after time coming here, and you wonder what goes through their mind. But the minute they relate, talk to Miss Roger, we can relate because we've been there. It's like I said, I went one time, but I connected the dots. Yeah. I didn't want to live like that no more. I wasn't raised to live like that. My grandmother raised, even though my grandmother, my mom passed, my grandmother raised me real good. Mm. 
I had everything, scholarship to college, all this stuff. I was a master furrier at the time when I got addicted to cocaine, making fur coats for furs by Weiss and Holly Brothers and I.J. Pop. I worked for all them companies. I was doing great. I had two beautiful kids, you know, the wife. I, I didn't want them no longer to live like that. Under me doing, destroying their lives. So I had to get away. So you got away from that life? I got away from that life. And you retained your family. Changed, right? And my life, we ended up separated, but my life changed. After we raised our kids. But my life changed. Yeah. And I'm happy. Yeah. You know, I'm happy with what I do. I had did it for the years that I had did it. And I didn't know until I actually sat down and talked to the psychiatrist for the first time in my life. That was a major block. That was something like trauma happened to me at the age of nine. Me remembering my mom and knowing my mom and playing with her every day she come home from work. And then one day I can remember she having this conversation to me like, you know, you're going to have to help your grandmother with your brothers and mommy real sick. She was telling me this. Preparing me for this, but she would never actually come out and say that. And like, so when it did happen, I knew. When we left out that morning, my mother was at the hospital, and I went to school, and when I came home, I knew. I told my cousin, I knew what was going on. Yeah, what did she pass from? Uh, back then it was in the 60s. It was um, like high blood pressure doing something back then. Okay. They didn't have no, you know, they didn't have no solution for it back yeah. then. What advice would you give to family members who have a loved one who's struggling with addiction? Uh, advice for them for what they can do to support their loved one so that they don't end up there. They don't end up like my son. As, as well as this gentleman that you, you just spoke of. And you know what? It's sad, but this is the solution for that. When a family member like you and others like that, the only thing that y'all can do is go to Al-Anon. Al-Anon prepared you guys for things like this and events like this. And it learns you how to talk to your kid. And it also teaches you a way and shortcuts that you could probably reach your kid. Elanon is the best, best, best program. And it's a lot of parents do not even take time to go to these meetings because they think, ah, oh, it's just a waste of time. Just like an AA meeting. Ah, oh, it's a waste of time. I remember when my buddies used to go to AA back then and they would come home and tell me, well, I learned a new way of getting high better. They didn't tell me that they were teaching them 12 stuff, 12 stuff to say stop. They didn't want to quit. Hmm. So it's just like a parent can go to Elanon and go there and sit there and probably say, oh, that shit boy, me. That shit ain't going to help me. Hmm. It helps. If they want help, they'll find it. They'll find it. Yeah. And it will help them in the long run. Speaking of meetings, do you still go to meetings? Yes, we do. Yeah? Yeah. Regular basis? How often, Regular if I could basis. ask? I go every day. I went my job. I have to take the class every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, yeah. Okay. Me and Roger is always at a meeting. We're in the same support group, same meetings and everything. We're always at a meeting. We're always working with alcoholics. We base, look, let me show you this. This is amazing. He had a job making $70,000 a year. 
Make it plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 120. Th- I had offers to move on, got promoted at Matt Talbot. What, what I was telling the tribute right. facility uh-huh. could have made plenty of money if I had just left off my ear. But we're so comfortable in doing this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. It seemed like I make a million dollars. Doing this job. Yeah. I have everything I need, everything I want. I had family, friends. Hey, what's going on, man? Alright. I forgot my my Uh, things. You're gonna have to wait until somebody come by to give you one. Dang nothing. We're being interviewed right now. Yeah. It's strictly one for one. Somebody be here in a minute, I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay, Alright. So what was that all about? What? That. That oh, exchange we- just there. Okay. So it's a one for one exchange. Right. So you must have one dirty needle to yeah. trade it in for your right. clean one. Okay. Right. All right. So if they don't have one, you'll actually send them away. You got to send them away. Yeah. Or make them stand to the side until somebody comes. Until somebody comes and, and gives right. them one. Yeah. We don't want them to run away. Sure. We want them to stay to the side. Yeah. We don't but you want to get those needles away. out of right. circulation. We don't right. Really send them away. Yeah. But we've devised ways for them to, to, to get, get a needle. needles. We've, yeah. we've had um, bins. We used to have um, a friend of mine that was a diabetic. She used to um, use her syringes and cap them and, and put them back in the in the uh, containers, and they were very clean. Right. And they would put them. She would put them in a very big jar for us. And they were clean for them to handle, and if they didn't have a needle, they could get one out of the free needle bank, but they only could do that once. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. So that they would that they can get a needle. Yeah, right. You know, um, at least one. At, at least, least one. one. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that some needle exchanges are different. Some needles, some places will give you up to, in New York, they'll give you up to 100 needles before you have to have one. Um, we have a one for one, which for us it works. We would probably, we, we would love to give everybody needles, but the problem is, I give you a hundred, you keep coming back with one. Mm. Where are those needles going? Right, right. So, you want to get them off the street. Right. I want yeah. to get them off the street, off the beaches. I don't want my kid to step on them. Yeah. Um, but I also want you to be clean. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, it, it breaks our hearts to say, you know, you have to have one to get one. But also, are we going to put our program at risk that helps thousands for one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we tell him to wait. Yeah. Okay. So And he did. And like no, he left. Yeah. He, left. he did. Yeah. So like you say, like you know, being a part of this and, and doing this job for for the both of us. It's like a man relief. Is it, is it what? I'm it's sorry. It's a man relief. My it's okay, it's your therapy. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's where we're happiest. Yeah. Well, we're happy. It's like things go on in our life like every normal people with family problems and mm-hmm. situations every time. Mm-hmm. But I know one thing that for sure, when I go through something like here, I can come here in the morning and sit here and tell Roger, and we sit here and talk it over, and it's like it never happened. Mm. What size you want? Uh, the 50s, I think. Okay, you want the 27s or the 28s? You want the thicker ones or the thinner ones? The thinner ones. Those are. Which ones are here? 28s? Uh, yeah, they're these. What's up, man? Long time no see. Hey. 
water? Yeah. Like that? Some uh, alcohol bags? Yeah. yeah. Do you, how many you got, darling? I got about. What size? Um, 28 to 27. 100. Um, okay, BDs. Um, yeah, first initial. That's um, crazy. Jay. There you go. And you get service That's like two. this. You need two? You're fine. You can so yeah with my son I just feel like there was uh, so much that we didn't know in terms of what was going on you know there's just so much under the surface that we didn't didn't know about um, so you know that's yeah. part of our mission is yeah. to highlight that and, and for other families to help them become educated so that they can support the best oh, that they can. Be Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, what I was saying about all of these kids are, 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 are Ben's, you know. Um, they're, they're, they're Ben's and Tom's and Alex's and Amanda's and Jamie's. And to us, it almost makes me cry because they've, they've been... They've been... Um, made numbers they're numbers you know who is that that's a0605 yeah. um, who uh, you know so and so died who you know j a205 really you know it's like they're numbers um, they're never numbers to me and Chico that's why we have to be here they have numbers but they'll never be numbers they'll never be numbers to us um, by they have numbers what do you mean? First initial, last four years social. Huh. Okay. Tracking numbers for us. Yeah. Um, that's how we keep them safe and keep data. Let me take a look. Data. Here. The first day, it's a number. So you though. keep keep data on these. Just, so you've got a yeah. preceding zero. It looks like. Yeah, we have a zero, front. a first initial, a zero, a dash, the last four, the social, and the zip code. Okay. The first number is so we can put them as a make them as a client, but it's a number that they'll never forget. First initial, last four of your social, you're rarely going to forget that. Right. In Seattle, they do this thing like the first initial of your mother's name, your favorite shoe, and they have like this card with the little picture thing on it, and it's, it's basically like an information combination only you're going to know. Nobody's going to be able to track it. Like mm -hmm. the government, no one's going to track this. This is all confidential. And um, But you've got the stats that you need out of that. But we have the information. Mm -hmm. How many people are coming and what, uh, where they're coming from. So let's go through that. How many people are coming right now? More than ever before. Well, it's safe to say hundreds more are coming, but the needles that they're exchanging are more. We used to do 30,000 a month. Now we're doing 60 and 70 and sometimes 80,000 a month. Needles. Exactly. We used to have, our demographic was basically people, um, I'm 43, my age and his age, and your age. Mm -hmm. A couple young kids here and there. Now, <laughs> they're not, your age group is the minority. Hmm. The demographic has changed. It's all um, 
young kids, and it's mainly all all the new people are nineteen young. to twenty five. There's, no, there's no old nineteen yet. to twenty five. Yeah, there's yeah. no. That's young. where the sweet spot, if you, yeah. if you will, of your clients. To 25. Hmm. Majority of my 1925. Now out there, not coming to the van, but out there using, you got them as young as 14 and 15, mm -hmm. probably in, in 30s and 40s older. But the new clients that come here, they're all within that range group that he just mentioned. Let me give you an anonymous tip. I had some students that was with You're me. not very good at being anonymous, no, Chico. No, he's not. <laughs> but I had some students that came to me. Uh, they were volunteering. And they said, Chico, you'd be surprised. This is Shaker. How many kids are using heroin? This in high school. And that's a Shaker. That's this like the shaker. lower side of the... They call... They call... Um, they call Westlake um, heroin high. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They balance the all them yeah. out there. Westlake yeah. is heroin high. That's why it's oh. the second... It's the oh second. It's the second um, largest. They, when they did the uh, the numbers about arrested and or known drug offenses in the school, Westlake was number two. Um, Show up. The the high school over here on the east side, which is mainly um, African American urban students, minorities, they had the number one number, but there's no heroin in that school. That's all marijuana. Excuse me, marijuana. But nobody is telling you what the drug is. They're just telling you that it's a drug issue. Well, that's important. Exactly. The breakdown is really important. Exactly. Right. Now, the number two school, Heroin High, in, 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 in Westlake, that's all heroin. Uh, we have we have mothers that Bobby, come to this. Your leg. Yeah, I got you. We got mothers that come to this van because they want their kids to be clean. It's that whole back in the day when, you know, you were drinking a little beer or maybe smoking a little weed and your parents are like, well, at least they're doing it at home. I'd rather them do it at home. Well, now you got it with heroin. Wow, but you can't do that. No, you cannot. You can't do that. Enabling is Oh, enabling. man, there's so much enabling, man. You see, like I said, you should be at Matt Talbot where we actually went at... When the parent come up there from while they're in treatment. Mm -hmm. There you go. Oh, hey, man. Hi. 13. There you go. First initial. R. Last four, you social. 4781. How you doing, man? Could be worse. Oh, okay. Like that. Uh, zip code? Oh, God, I don't know what I gave you. Probably 07. It doesn't matter. Just give me a zip code. 44107. Okay, hopefully you've visited that once in a while. How many did you have? Thirteen. Um, can, can I get halves? Trying to get longer points. Yeah, man, you want the 20, 28s or 27s? You want the thicker needle in the half or the thinner needle in the half? They're both long. Thinner. I think, yeah, I think that's good. I think you'd be good with this. And they're both long points? Thank you, sir. No problem. Make sure you stay hydrated out there today. Yeah, sure. Might yeah. get a little hot on you. Thank yeah. you. Yep. But, um... I notice a lot of the people are thin. They're thin. Yeah. 
Can I get some alcohol pads? You please? can. Thank you very much. Yep. Good day, gentlemen. Bye bye. Um, imagine, well, the ones that don't have a cushiony home or a husband or or a setup situation at the moment. Uh, the ones that have to do a lot of walking, the ones that are, it, it's hard to make. It's hard to make a hundred dollars a day when you don't have a job. Make a hundred dollars a day. Explain that. A hundred dollars a day. So say that. Um, Average. That's what their yeah. their habit costs. Well, you're, you're, even a small bag. You're talking uh, ten dollars a bag. Mm-hmm. Say you're at ten bags a day. It's a hundred bucks a day. Ten bags a day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have we have guys that are doing more than that. We have uh, twenty dollar habits, fifty dollar habits, hundred dollar habits, fifteen hundred dollar habits. We got guys that. I got a guy that's got to make money for got a, his habit, his son's habit, and his mom's habit. And his mom will bring him. And his son's paraplegic, and he's he's very thin. <laughs> so, how many times do you have to shoot up? You're, you're saying you're shooting up 15 times a day? Well, yeah. When you think about it, um, if you shoot up, like, maybe every hour, every hour and a half, all day... It's easy to shoot up 10 times. Because the high is only going to last for 25 to 40 minutes. Hmm. Like you're going you're gonna to shoot, you're going to nod, you're going to be high for a little while, and then you might go right back to, you might, some of them can get high, come out of it, clean up, cook, take care of their responsibilities, and then get high later on in the evening like once or twice a day or, or whatever. Um, some people only have the money to, to maintain, to get high just enough to keep from being sick. Um, and then you have the ones that want to be high as much as they can all day. And they do. They do. They'll stay high all day. Wow. So can you ballpark, like, what's your average client? How many... How many you know, what's the habit, cost per day, and how many times a day are they getting high? Average client. It's it's separated into two groups. The maintenance users and the people who can afford to get high. Do you know what that means? I think I do, but please explain. Okay. Uh, that means that if I do a bag a day for a couple days or a few days, I'm going to need a bag a day not to be sick. I'm not going to get high off that anymore. I have to double the dose. So if I'm getting high on one bag, and then and then now I'm not, it's just getting me sick, or it's just keeping me from getting sick, then I have to, one bag to get right, and two bags to get high. So you keep, but then you keep doing two bags for a week, now you need three bags to get high, and two bags just not to be sick. So out of the maintenance users, who can just get up enough hustle or money to stop from being sick, they're probably, um, their average is uh, 10 needles, and uh, 10 needles, and uh, every visit, every couple days, and you're probably looking Hi. at... Hi. I've never been here before. Ah, right. okay. I saw him Now, oh. how old are you? 22. What's your address? Uh, I mean, not your address. What's your date of birth? 10-27-93. Yeah, I need to see your ID.
Looks like you've lost a little weight. Yeah. First initial? Uh, J. Yeah. Last for you, social? 7107. Zip code? 44107. When was your, uh, what was your, your first name? Jake. What was, uh, your last HIV test, Jake? Um, in February. Okay. Um, how many needles you got, Jake? How many what? Needles. Just one. Okay, drop it. We're here Monday through Friday from uh, 9 to 12. The best time to catch us is 9.30 to 11. 11.30, Um It's a one-for-one one exchange. I'm going to give you this bag, but if you don't bring it back, I'm not going to give you any. I'm okay. going to give you what you bring. Okay. Um, you're young, man. You know the drill. When you're... Yeah. Uh, Detox treatment, let us know, man. Okay. I think you should go in that building upstairs and get an OD kit. Oh, the Narcan? Yeah. Yeah, it's upstairs. Yeah, it's I, got, I got it in the car, actually. You really? should go get it. Yeah, you, I did Project Dawn. And yeah, you should that. go up there and tell her that you misplaced it and get another one. Stockpile it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. keep right. always good to have. Get it. Real. She'll give it to yeah, you. Yeah, just, okay. just give it to you. So, speaking of the Narcan kits, um, I've heard that they can be abused. Have you heard that? Yeah. They have. Lazarus parties. Right. What do they call them? Lazarus parties. Explain Lazarus. that. Um, Lazarus rose from the dead in the Bible. Uh-huh. That's what they're doing. They're getting so high that they OD. Right. Like we get, he get, we're in a, having in a big group on this Taunton Naloxone. And when he gets so high, he, he literally ODs. And then at the last possible moment before he dies, I hit him with the Narcan, and he comes back. So, aren't you concerned about, you know, promoting giving out these Narcan kits and, and giving them out to everybody? No. Knowing that there's a chance that they'll end up in a situation like that, which no. does kind of just the opposite of what you're trying to do. You're trying to prevent death. Yeah. And, and they're inviting it, almost, yeah. these parties. The thing is, is that... There's always going to be people that do ignorant things. Will they ever stop making guns because we keep killing each other with them? No. Um, they use the fact that I would... But they do protect us. Um, there might be hundreds that will die over some ignorance and something stupid like that. Um, but there will be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people saved buy naloxone until they can our children don't have to die they don't have to die until they can get help this is one way that we are are we prolonging the inevitable maybe maybe not but you know what as long as they didn't die today then we got a chance for them to get some help tomorrow yeah wow yeah. okay um, and I, it, it, the same could be said about the needle exchange you know um I give a guy a pack of needles right now. He doesn't get the kit. He goes, I just gave him the needle that he killed himself with. So how do I how do I justify the fact that they're going to use our needles that might kill them, or they're going to use our needles, but they're keeping them safe? The people who live outweigh, unfortunately, the numbers of the people that unfortunately die. They're no better or no greater. I wish they would save them all. But um, as far as going back to the Lazarus parties, that's exaggerated. 
the numbers of kids that are actually doing that is nothing compared to the people that are, are being saved. Are we enabling them to continue on? Would it send a more potent message for everyone to, to die until they figure out how to do this? Well, no. Okay, so I've been visiting with Roger Lowe and Chico Lewis. They're on the front lines of the needle exchange program for Cleveland Metro Health. Guys, thank you for having me in today. I just wondered if you had any final comments for our listeners. Roger, I'll turn it over to you first. Thanks. Um, we're actually here from the Cleveland Free Clinic, but we like Metro Health. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for correcting me. It's all good. Yep. Um, keeping it all legal. I don't want any repercussions. I really appreciate what you're doing. Awareness. You know, we got to be aware. We have to stop looking at this with a, a, a stigma. You know, it could be your mom. It could be your kid. You know, it, 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 could, it could be your son-in-law. It, it could be, it could be anything. It could be your grandmother. It could be anyone. Um, it's not about what people are doing, it's about how do we, how do we stop it. Okay, Chico, uh, boy, you've had a steady stream of clients here today. I mean, it just hasn't let up. Is well, this a typical day? Can you compare this to other No, it's way other days? worse. It, yeah? This is a mild more day. This is a mild, oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I'm talking about we'll be busy, we'll have people line up, constantly line up there. Wow. All day long. Uh, the thing is now is they're trying to get here before the holiday, before they miss us, because they know we're not going to be here on Monday. They're trying to stock up on everything that they need to provide itself to use safe and clean. Mm -hmm. uh, we're pushing more so the overdose kits, the Meloxone kits today, because we're trying to cut back and see if we can put a hole into this uh, overdose situation. Um, so, you know, basically it's sad, but at least I know one thing that when they do come and we put that little hope in their mind, the little extra talk that I tell them or try to give them the warning of, some of them take that and consider it. You know, and then there be some that just, it's reckless. You know, so the one more so that I worry about is more reckless is the one that's coming out of treatment that's already clean. Go sure. right back into using it. Bam, he's gone. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you're welcome. Do you you're have welcome. any any last comments for our listeners, those families that what families need to know um, that are struggling that most with this? Family need to do is look for the little signs. If you know that your kid have a behavior that's not normal, it's not his normal routine. Something's up. You know that your kid is isolating and always look tired and worn down, not bathing, not keeping up his personal hygiene, or any of that. Something is wrong. Those are the signs. Yeah. Okay. Definitely signs. And that whole thing is here at the Needle Exchange, our only model that we have is to try to save lives. Um, try to save lives in the way that we send our prevention to clean needles, to the Meloxone program, to recovery. And that has to come in the client's choice, not our choice, of forcing them. 
um, sooner or later that some of these kids is coming to grip and knowing that they can't deal with this and they reaching out for help. Well, thanks again for your time today Thank and congratulations on over Thank 20 you. years of work here and dedication to the community. Tremendous. Thank you. And I enjoyed working. Thank you for tuning in to this Cover 2 Resources podcast. This podcast is a production of Cover 2 Resources. It's made possible through donations from listeners like you. If you'd like to donate or sponsor a future podcast, please visit cover2.org. That's cover and the numeral 2.org. As always, thank you for listening and sharing this podcast. Together, I believe we can make a difference in the opioid epidemic, one life at a time.